0: Hello, my friends, and welcome to the Space Game Junkie Podcast. I, as always, am your co-host, Brian, and joining me, as always, is your co-host, Jim. I'm trying to think
1: of a good Journey song.
0: Uh, I would think it'd be harder. I would think it'd be more difficult to think of a bad Journey song. Um, Also joining us is your co-host, Hunter.
2: Brought to you by Proactive Fuel Consumption. For your star drive to get you from A to B, you want to get a little extra out of those parsecs, get the new fuel for your drive. Star is drive. that
0: is that like one of those additives you get at AutoZone when your car is acting up and you put it in your gas tank and hope that it like Yeah, it, you know, it
2: mixes with it mixes with your Stardust fuel and your hyperdrive and <laughs> you know, you can get there just a little bit faster. <laughs>
0: I actually used one of those once for my transmission on an older car, hoping it would save me from actually having to get a transmission, and it didn't. (laughs) Uh, Also joining us is your co-host, Spaz.
3: Powered by spoilers, because, well, you should expect them in this particular episode,
0: more than the usual. Yeah, folks, we're going to be talking a lot about story-based games in uh, this particular episode. So if you haven't played the stories that we're going to be talking about, uh, uh, you, you use the 15 or 30 second thing on your podcast thing. Uh, we'll try and keep you apprised of what we're talking about. <laughs> but we're going to be talking about a lot. So on the stream uh, is the game that got this discussion started. I recorded a little footage of Mass Effect 2, which I still can't get over the way the guy walks. I'm sorry. It's just so... That ass. He, he, he has like it's like he has something up his butt. Like oh ah oh like he really has to go to the bathroom. It's just so clenched. Just I don't know. I I did like some of the mini games though. I might I might I might play just to keep unlocking saves because I really like unlocking saves.
1: <laughs> yeah, the characters are uh, are a bit maniac and. Yeah, kind of weirdly if you, animated. If you get over that, yeah. It's it's strange. Like their it their elements and stuff are weird too. But however, um, whenever you do stuff like uh, what what was the she wasn't the arbiter. She was something else uh, that the uh the blue chick, right? Ah, uh, the it was Asari. Like, yeah, the Asari. Um, but she was she was like. The the frickin' Boba Fett of the Asari, right? She was like the hunter.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, and then she was hunting down the one that was like a space vampire. And, yeah, that was pretty cool. So you got like a detective story going on in there. Yeah, Hmm. dude, there's so so much stuff that went on in that game.
0: Maybe I'll keep playing it just to unlock more saves. But this topic tonight is talking about uh, the journey through games rather than Focusing on the destination, uh, is you to- don't
1: stop believing.
0: <laughs> and uh, Spaz, you are the one that came up with this topic, so why don't you, if you don't mind, elaborate on what what made you think of this topic and how you like to um, how you'd like to move forward uh, in talking about it.
3: Well, when I came up with the topic, I was thinking of the Mass Effect series because the ending of the Mass Effect games, particularly 2 and 3, uh, tend to throw some of the player base for a loop because they didn't really seem... in They didn't seem fitting as endings to the stories that led up to that point. That said, the time before that, the 80-90% the before that, was pretty awesome, and that, that sort of led me to thinking it it is more about the journey than the destination it doesn't matter so much how it ends because yeah the story ends but was the journey awesome enough epic enough uh interesting enough to counterbalance all of that and
1: so you approached it with open arms and then when the party is (sighs) over he's crying now I'm going to just speak oh, to yeah. song titles all night. Oh, Sherry up. That's what's happening. Okay,
0: just oh, Sherry up. Just please, just.
1: Hey, hey that's enough loving and touching and squeezing.
0: <laughs> just shut off your lights in the city already.
1: Sky, <laughs> spaceman, But she makes me feel all right. <laughs> on a Saturday night.
0: Let's just get it out. Let's just get it out. Oh, this is so Let's funny. get out the journey puns. Let's just get out the journey. So I think that the analogy I thought of when you talked about this was a um, a road trip. We've all been on that road trip where the road trip itself is great. And then when you get to the place, you're like, oh, well, at least the road trip was great. <laughs> that That's how I... Uh, thought about it when uh, when you brought it up would that would that be like kind of where you're going with this?
3: That, yeah, it's another way to look at it too. I mean, it can be sort of like Knights um, of the Old Republic. The the story's great. The character is awesome. Uh, lots of memorable moments. When it's over, there's that sense of well, it's over. It sucks. I wish there was more.
1: So, like after the fall, you go your separate ways.
3: Yeah, yeah, to, to that extent too, but but uh, that doesn't mean that it it takes away from the journey. It just leaves you wanting more.
1: Yeah, you should never walk away.
0: God damn it! I think I, I bet you Jim has I'll, a, just a I'll, list I'll of journey now. songs I have, right I now. Have the
1: entire <laughs> discography. <laughs> disc of journey on my screen right now. Um, I could do this.
0: There is quite forever. a bit. There is quite a bit of journey. Yeah, there so is quite a bit. To
1: go quite a bit. So let's just. Let's just yeah, yeah. Why can't this night go on forever?
0: <sighs>
1: okay.
2: I am pinching the bridge of my nose right now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, so here's a here's a thought that I just had. When we were talking about this. I very rarely finish games. Like, Knights of the Old Republic is one of maybe a handful of games I have actually finished. Um, Mostly I play a game for a few hours, maybe several hours if I really like it. And then my attention span goes, ooh, something shiny, and I move on to something else. So is it possible that maybe I'm addicted to switching highways and not getting to a destination? Do you know what I mean? Like, maybe I don't want things to end. And maybe that's why I don't let play a lot play a lot of games to finish.
1: You're like maybe, you're, maybe you're just doc- ADD as shit. And
0: well, that's part of it. That's part of it. But
1: no,
2: maybe you're like Doctor Who. You know, you just like keep running from the inevitable.
0: Ooh, ooh! Very good Doctor Who reference. Well done. Got a very well done. Yes. Valid <laughs> <Ballad> point. <laughs> but I mean, it's
2: true. Like in a sense, you know. Sometimes you just you make a make a run for it, and you you have side stories here and there that you go through, but you never quite fully finish but the the problem though that that can be at times is you you dive into a game and i'll I'll use uh like fallout three as a good example. I started playing that game and I got like really into it into like a decent spot. And I, I was liking what I was playing, and I didn't want to stop, but something else came up, right? And then I forgot about it, and then I came back to the game probably like a year and a half later, and it was quite literally a Gandalf moment. Of I was, I about,
0: I was no about to say, were you, were you like that Gandalf GIF, GIF or GIF or whatever you say, where you're like, yes, I have no memory. I was just about to ask you
2: that. <laughs> and so And so part of it's like then at that point you can kind of start over, that journey, so to speak, and and reacquaint yourself with, in a sense, your past. Um, so that's definitely like been a process that I've gone through a few times. Um, most recently, I would say that that process was going through abduction again, because I never fully beat it the first time, but I finally decided to take another crack at it. And it was kind of fun because, like, for the first half of it, I was flying through stuff because I kind of remembered some of the puzzles. But then once I started getting really into it, it was just like, oh, yeah, you know. But Jim told me the other day that he had some of a similar problem of not being able to finish games or not interested in finishing games because new and interesting stuff keeps coming out.
1: Yeah, I have trouble sticking to it, except with the exception of Mass Effect 1 and 2 and I never quite made it to the end of three, but I think that's a good thing, but that should be brought up. <laughs> you know, yeah. was we'll kind talk of the about topic, but uh, yeah. So like anything in the half-life series, it, it was like from the moment it released until I beat it, I didn't get up and all then mass effect two, It was like uh, whenever it came out on PC, cause I had it on the Xbox and, fiddled with it but then i got it on pc and then i plowed through it because all the dlc was out at that point and so i bought the whole wallop pack and then just blew through it and when i got done with it it's like i wanted to start over again and play it a different way right so it, it was like i was not sick of that game when i got to the end of it although the end fight of it like you thought i was joking whenever i posted that that picture of the like terminator robot skeleton from uh from contra <laughs> but it was like the same boss and it and it was like all that that you went through with those characters and how much the writing was great and just everything about that game and you bond with it and then you get to the end and there's like a retarded arcade boss fight and and it's like shoot the skeleton robot in the eye 50 times wasn't and, that a, but you know well, the i've had that a, too right I
0: was going to say, wasn't that also a complaint about the original Deus Ex? If I recall correctly? Um,
1: I I don't remember what ended up at the end of Deus Ex. I, I,
2: yeah, the first one, it's been so long, I don't remember that either.
1: I'm not just remembering. Very rarely do people understand how to end a game, right? It was like, okay, so I think the first game that I ever beat was Questron on like the Atari. And it just like dropped you out of a system prompt. It was like, congratulations, you won. DOS prompt. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, um, oh my God.
0: Yeah, uh, Starflight 2 did the exact same thing, which was really strange because Starflight 1, for as big as those games are, Starflight 1 lets you keep playing once you finish the main plot. You had this badass ship, you just keep finding planets and artifacts and killing things. It was great. Starflight two, you finished this hundreds and hundreds of hours plot and you won. Congratulations. DOS. It's like, um, what?
1: Yeah. It's a, it's a little rude. It's, you know, I think the best way that a game can go out like that is when, when you win or whatever, if it's not going to like do new game plus or not going to let you sandbox it, then give me some stats at the end. Be like, oh well. During this, you played for X amount of hours, and you did these things, and whatever. You know, like give me a recap or or something, because yeah, they can't really give you a that. score, but they can, you know, give you like a like here's here's your achievements along the way and the shit that you saw and whatever, well, and you know, just well, like go out on that at least.
3: Well, if you don't mind uh, me Frost, asking, Frostpunk does that actually? Sort of. Oh, it does it actually gives you when when you get to the end of the scenario? It gives you some of the choices you made over the course of, of how you got to that point. that kind of read back to you.
1: Yep. Yeah, Frostpunk's pretty weird for that. That's one of those definitely the journey games, right? Because yeah, it's like yeah, exactly. Frost Frostpunk. Well, it's it's made by the the guys that did this War of Mine, so yep. they're all about like hard social choices, right? Which which the game is right. So it's like, well, you know, uh, we got like. 15 people that have frostbite do we want to like keep them around because you know thank you for your service or do we (laughs) kind of shake them loose you know because it's like well we don't really need that burden anymore but you know thanks for helping us and now you're gonna die um and and it's like well what do we do with the kids right Do, do, do the kids get to be kids or do we have to put them to work in the mine well you know it's survival get in the mine kids
3: or do you build the you know the the uh, care house, which gives them, which gives your people hope, and then and then on that side of the tree, you have the ability to put them to work doing research, and then then you get then you get
2: the secondary tree options of do I go religious or military?
3: Yeah, and there's and there's all the fun that goes along the, with that.
2: The, I have not done
3: the military one, but the religious
2: one is kind of scary as hell.
3: <laughs> yeah. Without going into details, because hey, that's just you need to experience that for yourself.
1: But do you, yeah, do you they, risk making your people like crazy fanatics or something?
2: They end up well. I'm not going to go into too many details, but part of it becomes you as like the the voice of God. Like I'm just going to leave it at that. <laughs> it gets gets kind of freaky,
3: dark. Dark yeah. is um, yeah. Well, but then that's that's indicative of the the journey too. Is that it's a it's a crapsack world already. So you can either make it worse or you can make it a little bit better and hope that your choices aren't the lesser of two evils, but the better choice compared to the the worst choice that you could make.
1: I'm, I'm just waiting mm-hmm. on the Cthulhu cult mod to come out because you know it
0: will. <laughs> if, you guys don't, if you guys don't mind, I'd like, because we talked about endings a little bit, I would like to attack this issue from the opposite end what would you say are some of the games that you felt had the most satisfying ending that you like you sure you didn't want it to end but you were like that was awesome i really like that ending i'm glad it ended that way like you felt really happy with the ending like can any of you guys think of one or two games where even though the journey was awesome the ending was also awesome uh kotor i'd say is is pretty up there
3: yeah, yeah, um, it, it hits both sides of the spectrum, I'd
1: say. Agreed. What about yeah. the end of Half-Life 2 when you launch that fucking gnome into space?
3: Uh, well,
2: wait. I don't, that's, I don't know that's episode two, though. Yeah, yeah, I know.
1: Well, yeah, but that's like the end end, right? You get like all the way to the... That, I don't was, know that was
2: actually more disappointing because Half-Life 2 episode 2 ends on a stupid massive cliffhanger to which why we're in the freaking state we're in of being frustrated at Valve
1: yeah pretty much that it it was kind of dumb because that's that's where like uh was it dr vance was it eli yeah right? spoiler it, it, alert like,
2: Spoiler alert, guys
1: yeah oh my god the game's 50 years old but so, still so it's someone
2: like, might not have played it i just we we said okay. we'd warn people but we anyway to,
1: spoiler alert Well you get to see what maybe is one of the alien masterminds and then it Ends up killing off a main character right yeah, in front Eli of you. Yeah, Eli Vance, which and, is
2: Alex's dad. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And then you're left kind of fucked at the end of the game. Fade and, to credits. And fade to black. <laughs> and and like, it's like, what? Wait. Yeah, that was not expected. It, it, it was just like, oh God. The fact, I can't believe the fact that, did that that
2: hasn't been finished is just appalling.
0: I wonder if they realize but, that no one can they can't live up to it. They can't live up to people's expectations.
1: No, well, they actually had it written. That that leaked. It, it was like uh who who was it that leaked yeah, this There's stuff part
2: out of, there's there. part of the story, the story portion of it, not the actual gameplay but the story portion was yeah. leaked as to like how like they had a rough idea of how they were going to finish it out.
1: But but still and it was to Portal and it was, you know, there there was cuz that was obvious, right? Like in in Portal Aperture, and they had that boat that you saw in the in a couple of yeah, because they were they were rival
2: it. companies for like Pentagon grants or whatever it was, or
1: yeah. So the so Half Life Three was supposed to have been like on that boat, and yeah,
2: and it was going to tie happen. Portal and and Half Life all together, and because yeah. But anyway, to answer your question, where the journey and the ending were fulfilling, I, that's why I was disagreeing with Jim on the Half Life stuff, but. With the, uh, I would say I would say Mass Effect Two was pretty solid. I would yeah, I say I would say Kotor One was pretty solid. As um, far as has, far anyone, as, like, here, has space anyone here sci-fi games?
0: Has anyone here finished Kotor Two? Uh
2: I have not made the attempt since I've gotten all the proper mods to make it an actual game. Yeah, I but either. I do want to. I hear, I hear. It's actually once you once you play it with all the right add-ons, it's actually pretty good. But I have not yet done it. Um.
0: Well, what about you, Spaz? Um. What's I like? Have not. No, I mean a game that had a really satisfying ending that like justified the journey. What would you say if one? If there's one that hasn't been mentioned.
3: Ah, oh, it's a tough call. Um, yeah,
0: because some really oh. good ones have been mentioned. Yeah.
2: Are we are we limiting this just to space games? No, nope. no, no. Well, then I would I would say I would say the Dark Forces series.
0: I would agree with that yeah, absolutely. Those, all of those had great, great. Most of the star the, like the Dark Forces and and the X wing the X wing series games, they all had yeah. great, great endings. I will agree with you there. Spaz, were you about to say something?
3: Uh, I was going to say, um, well, recently, um, because <laughs> it came out recently, Battletech. Uh, now, I've played through the campaign. I'm actually on a second campaign now <laughs> because I wanted to restart and, and play it with, <laughs> with a bit of a challenge. Uh, the thing is that that with its campaign, once you have completed the main story, you get to go into sandbox mode. All the areas on the map that are that you can see open up to you for travel so you can continue to have all the adventures you want uh, with all the infinitely generated contracts, which is awesome I still wanted to go through the story again, but with some limitations on myself, just to make it more interesting Hmm. so that's what I'm doing with my second playthrough
0: That's pretty awesome Uh, I'm going to throw a kind of a curveball and say Alpha Protocol Uh, had one of the best endings I've ever seen uh, the game is, itself was super satisfying. Have you guys played Alpha Protocol at all?
3: I have. I did not beat it, but I have played it.
0: i played it a little. Have you guys met Stephen Heck? No. One of the finest video game characters ever written. <laughs> he will make you drink bleach for calling him Steve. Um... <laughs> He's amazing, but That's not very nice. He, 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 he that game has multiple endings depending on how you uh, com- um, how you behave during the campaign. And so, in, in my first playthrough, it only takes about ten hours to go through. In my first playthrough, I was a total like born type, like professional, like totally focused on the ball, totally like got to get the objective. In my second playthrough, I'm a total psychopath.
1: No, oh, I thought you were going to be like Archer.
0: No, no. well, sort of.
1: Dude, more like, they need to more make like the, an Archer game. Just
0: I'm surprised it they it haven't. Out. I'm surprised they haven't. But uh, yeah, just a total asshole and the characters all treat you differently. And apparently the game has like about half a dozen endings, depending on how you behave during the campaign. So I'm playing through that one again just to get a different ending. Excuse me. <laughs> Did you guys hear that? No. No. Because okay, my cat's meowing at me incessantly, I can't pet you right now, buddy. Uh but um, so let's spoiler. Let's, he's going to do it anyway. Yeah. yeah. Well, I ah, I can barely reach him. Um, ow. <laughs> so let's uh, let's go back then. Like, what would you say is a game that had a great journey but a not so satisfying ending? I'm just trying to like. Well, um,
2: that's clearly Half-Life 2, Episode 2. I mean, we covered that greatly, but sure. yeah, that's, that's sure.
3: right up there. <laughs> I mean, For me, the penultimate example of that would be Mass Effect 3, because the ending yeah. just... Yeah. Yep, yep. I mean, and, and I'm saying that also in terms of the ending to the series that it represents, and not but, just but the ending to the particular 3. game. No, or, no, um, Mass Effect
0: 3. What about Andromeda? That that's not the end of the series, well, or what is? What is? Well, Andromeda,
2: Andromeda is a spin-off game from that. It's not tied directly to like the Adventures
3: of Shepard and all that stuff. Oh God, it also really? takes place between two and three. So,
2: well, it, it, technically, their journey started between two yes, and three. Yes, I,
3: yes. Um, But but what I'm saying is the events of it don't they don't uh, right occur until. After the end of the series, technically,
2: yeah, it's like what is it, like 600, 900 years, like later, or
3: something like that, something like that, yeah.
2: I Andra- Andromeda is a different baby. I, I would say I, me personally, I enjoyed the game despite its flaws. Um, for Andromeda, but the whole thing with Mass Effect three and its ending, endings, I guess, if you want to call it that, um. The, the culmination of the idea of choice was kind of stripped away from you. So you, you get, again, spoiler alert, for God's sake, if you haven't yet played it. But if you, when you get to the end of Mass Effect 3, you're essentially given one choice to die. And then, however, you kind of choose the way you're gonna die determines the outcome of the galaxy at that point, I guess like and it's represented by like three or four different colors, I guess as is as is another way colors. of colors. Really yeah, yeah it's kind of hard to,
3: it's kind of hard to explain it without going into true spoilers, but, 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 yeah. you know, just, but essentially,
0: just, we said we're gonna be spoiling well, I never no, no, play it's
2: it. it's hard it's hard to describe because like one of the options is is you die, and then the reapers and like um all like organics merge and become a new kind of species uh then there's another ending where the reapers like leave and like. You the humans get control over them or something like that. I don't remember all of the endings, but there's, no matter what you did, like you're you're gonna die.
1: Yeah, and then there's the, the one where you destroy all the stargates. And oh yeah, you, like, then all the anywhere.
2: stargates, all the stargates get blown up, or all the yeah, the, all the Yeah.
1: What was retarded about it was that. Like what I said about like you bonded with these characters, you were like super into their stories and stuff, and the, and I was like uh, these are my friends that I go through space with, right? It w- it would be like like Enterprise, right? but not
2: all or, of them died.
1: Not, just Shepard. That's the fucking well weird thing, right? But but, <laughs> but, but well, that also depends
3: is, on on who survived up to three, because okay. uh, that is true. Well, Yeah, but, we'll get into that in a second. Okay, go ahead, Jim. But,
1: original series star trek right the one that everybody is fond of okay so all this stuff with spock and bones and and uh, you know scotty and uhura and and all these people right and you get to know them right like we're we're totally invested in these star trek characters and then at the end of the series right where where all these choices that you've made have have like grown the story and and stuff and then you find out like none of those choices mattered because no matter what you did on any of that stuff you're still going to get the same do I take door a b or c
2: and a b like, and c all end with me dying
1: yeah but but not not even so much that it's just like the end does not vary i could i could have played as a dirtbag character right i right. could be light jedi i could be a light jedi i could be a dark jedi I get to the end. It's still only going to be it's still the same thing. Yeah. No matter what. And well, and it's like nothing in those games was that way. And to
2: be ball. fair, to be fair though, and I and I want to I want to address this in a, in a way. To be fair, when you have a game that has multiple endings, they're all technically fixed multiple endings, but there was very little variation in the multiple endings of Mass Effect Three, that was, I think, the biggest takeaway because it was like it's quite literally you die in a different color.
1: Yeah, and also you, know, th- you get because- like, you get a ten second cutscene of of a thing happening. If you played as like the whitest white knight, then you would actually get to see somebody live. But sort other of like than the that, secret ending yeah, it was like the secret ending. But boy, you had to work for that.
3: Oh no, I did. I totally did.
1: See that's the thing that I that I did not like so much about the whole Bioware way of doing things is they didn't have a lot of gray dialogue choices. You know, it, it's like they, especially in the Star Wars ones, right? They would indicate like, do you, do you do the dark side or the light side thing? And if you pick the dark side thing, you were just like a douche, right? It it, it was just like how how big of a, a like socially unacceptable. Dick bag can I be right? Like, what's the most insulting thing that I could do to this person? Or if, if you do like the, the other side, then it's like, what's the most self-sacrificing, like, you know, heroic thing that I could do. And there's no gray, right? I, I, I would like it to be a thing of, of like, oh, and also uh, then they took it, in the in the abomination, right? The Mass Effect Andromeda, and then they actually made it like emoji, right? Like, do I do the heart thing or the? <laughs> yeah. It's like, uh, oh god, but, but it but it was like, I'm I'm gonna choose like the light response, the dark response, but it it doesn't say this is what you're gonna say, right? It's it's just like this is the tone I want to have. And then the character just kind of says a thing or whatever. But it could be like completely not what you wanted. But it's, it's a, they made it too easy to pick like every conversation, no matter what, I'm going to pick the dark side because I want the dark side ending at the end. And that's like the only reason you would do it. Right. It wouldn't be like, give, give me, give me three or four plausible gray responses to this. Right. And then we'll see how it turns out but it's not it's not a thing like i should know going in like well i'm going to choose to be a douche to this guy you know it's it's like okay well like um in frostpunk right it's like okay here's a hard choice there is no win do i pick this or that uh i don't know i mean it, they're both kind of bad so how's that going to work out and then it'll be interesting I'll,
3: I'll toss one i'll toss one example just to to illustrate it there is uh, an event in which, and this is, it's not really a spoiler. It's, it's just uh, the, the outcomes aren't always good, no matter what you choose. Uh, there's one guy who, who needs amputation, but he doesn't want it. You can force him to have an amputation, or you can oh, choose to let it one. be. Yeah. So if you choose to, to force the guy to have his amputation, you get an event later in which the guy commits suicide because it was a choice that was forced upon him and he didn't oh, want that choice. Oh
1: wait, no, I heard it a different way. So maybe, maybe something changes that, right? Because the guy that I was talking to forced the guy to have the amputation and then the guy thanked him later. He was like, oh man, I was like out of it yeah. with pain and stuff. And so
3: there are, there are different variables that, that play into that too. Like what, uh, what you have, uh, what, what, what medical facilities you have equipped might actually change things around. Because if you have the ability to have prosthetics by that point, that can change the outcome of, of the event. And he doesn't commit suicide because he can get prosthetics and then become useful again to work.
1: Yeah. So, so maybe the hard choice, you know, it's situational, right? So that's the thing. Like maybe the right choice, depending on the situation, is different depending yeah. on what the state of your colony is and what your tech is like and stuff. So so it's like, I could have made a more appropriate choice for that guy or whatever. But but you don't know that until you do it. And then you just yeah. get what you got. And, you know, but then you find out from talking to other people, it's like, well, I did that, but it turned out different. Huh. So I wish like Telltale would figure that out in their games because it was like Walking Dead was kind of cool for that. But then the later stuff got really heavy handed about it. It became like light side, dark side, choice crap.
3: Well, that's not necessarily bad. I mean, if you if you're telling a story and you want the audience to make a choice, you don't necessarily want them to to hem and haw about it and have analysis paralysis because they don't have an idea of what that choice is going to entail.
1: Right, but it, but if you're if okay, so you get a situation where it's like do I save this guy, but that person might die? Do I take the risk? They might not die. But if, if I, you know, if I risk one person's life to try to save two people, or do I let one person die to for sure, make sure that somebody gets out alive, right? It's choices like that, that it gave you. And then whenever you get to the very end of it, then stuff tallies up based on like choices that you made. And you might be like, episodes down the road and then it'll be like, Hey, you remember back like three games ago when you let that guy die? Well, here's, here's where the payoff is. This is what you're getting for that. You know? So, and it's, it's just like that kind of stuff just isn't quite there anymore. I I think it would have been really, really good in the Batman one that they did. If you, if you had some moral choices about stuff that you did and uh, where, you know, dealing with Batman issues. Right, where he has some hard choices to make, and I don't feel that that went on there either. I mean, I didn't play him extensively, but I played it a little bit, and I was just like, eh, this feels more on rails. I'm
3: Batman. And one of the strengths of the, the Mass Effect games is the choices you made that could carry over into the other games.
1: Oh yeah, it's like and, yeah. it's like, did you let that guy die? Well, you won't see him for two more games. But he's, but again, done.
2: but again, that kind of tallies up to the whole thing that Jim was saying that no matter who you let live or die throughout the series does not change anything in the end.
3: True. But it'll change things throughout the journey, which is what we're focusing on. Which and is better. Yes. Yeah, and that's and that's yeah. an important thing. Like well,
1: one one thing that Mass Effect Two did that kind of fucked you over a little bit though was Whenever you got the mission, right, it's like, oh, we figured out where the abducted crew went because aliens like stole part of your crew. And it was some of it was people you cared about. And and it's like, hey, we found out where they're at. But there's all these side missions to continue doing. Right. There's stuff you haven't done yet. And it's in your face like, oh, come do this. This is going to be interesting. If you screw around doing that, then people die. So you have to cut the game short and just be like, "All right, we can't do that. We got to go and end the game." And it's then you're, more along the and lines once you if
3: you know once, what you're doing, yeah. You're but once, that.
1: but once you do that, you you choose like, "I'm going to go through that gate and save my people now, right now, sooner than later, so that you get better odds that some you know, that they're all going to live or whatever." I still had a couple of them die, but but it was like, if I do that, I'm going to miss out on a sizable chunk of game. That I haven't seen yet, so it kind of behooves you to play through twice because it's like, okay, oh, yeah, I'm gonna yeah. play, I'm gonna do all this stuff because I know what happened. But once you go through that gate, that's it. You're on a rail, like. But that's a point all of the no way return. to the end. It is, but there's no more choices after that. It's just, it's, it's a, it's a, a gunfight in a hallway for a couple hours until you get to the boss.
3: Well, you know, I think the, the, there's the, no side the mission. Point there, yeah. The key point there is that is the point of no return. So hopefully you did. I mean that's why you you play through a second time is you you play through to you know the first time you play through you don't necessarily know what you're doing uh-huh. unless you're going through with a guide and yeah. when you hit that story point of the the point of no return, you go through and you live with the choices that you made up to that point yeah or you don't or you delay and you still live with the choices you made up to that point
1: but other people don't. Right. Uh, <laughs> see what I did there. Um. Yeah. So, you know, another, another thing I feel like Brian is super missing out on, especially cause he's a giant fan of star flight is all the planet exploration that goes on in the second one. So the first one kind of sucked cause you got that Mako and you had to drive around and it got kind of stale after a while. But what you do in this one is you launch probes at planets and you, you just get in orbit and then you're like, but basically driving a, a thing around on the planet, but not its just a mini game. you're scanning, right? And then it's like, oh, well, here's resources. And then you fire a probe and you only get like so many probes, right? So you got to put them in the right spot and decide what resources you're going to get. And then you get cooler guns and armor and stuff out of that. But I thought it, it was, it felt very Starflight to me. Because instead of going down there and like driving a buggy around to collect things, it was it was just kind of like you're scrubbing on the planet looking for the signal, and then you fire a probe. But it's the same deal.
3: Hmm. At least it was a little more engaging than yeah than the Mako driving because that was well,
1: it just got stale. It was yeah, fun I mean, at first, but it was fun right. for a little while, and then it was just like, oh god, I have to do this again.
0: Now, spectrum. uh, I'm sorry to interrupt, but spectrum over on the chat brought up an interesting thing. Um, He mentions FTL, which he sees is all about the journey, because like apparently finishing that game is rare. Yeah, so they like so they probably put like all of their eggs in the journey basket. Um, Are there any games where you've enjoyed where it's like? the ending really doesn't matter or you never finished it and you're just happy with it because the journey was so awesome.
3: That's roguelikes in in a nutshell.
0: Yeah, pretty much. They
3: are literally all about the journey and it kind of doesn't matter how it ends because most of the time you're going to die or lose or fail. However that happens to be. But when you win, what's next? You start over another run and it's all about the journey again. And that's not a bad thing. That's I think that's a a draw for that particular genre. You
2: know, here's an interesting uh, idea that I just had. What about MMOs? Do
3: they well, have they're, an they're mostly never ending? There's ending content or end game content, yeah, unless not necessarily content. an ending until it shuts down. Because <laughs> one,
2: one could almost argue that it's just like the journey is constant. There's a story being told, but you can always finish that story. But then after that, it's all about your story, right? I think EVE is specifically like, you know, it's a sandbox game. There's, there is lore and interesting stuff in there, but there is no story to follow. The journey is all about you.
3: Well, I think it's one of those with MMOs. You get into it what you put into it. You you get your your end result of your story is what time and energy you put into making your little niche of the world that you're in.
2: Right.
0: Yeah, that's a good point. Like I guess the end of those games would be like you reach the level cap and you gotta find things to do. Have you guys ever reached a level cap in an MMO?
2: Oh yeah, Star, Star Wars Trek Galaxy, Online. Star Trek Online, uh, World of Warcraft,
0: and and what do you guys do when you when you reach? Do you start a new character? Do you do what is it? Raids? What? what, what you... Um,
2: it depends. It depends on like what other content's available. Like there could be a bunch of like other PVE content you can go do. There could be a bunch of uh, PvP content you could go and do. Like with Star Wars Galaxies, for example, you always had like the space combat stuff you could go always go and do for fun. Um. There's always like the player city stuff you can get involved in, and then just kind of becomes. Uh, you, you finish the main story, and then it kind of becomes your journey. After that is kind of what I was getting at. Um, I think Star Trek Online is very similar to that. I know. Uh, I know WoW is very much like that. Like once you reach the end of the story, it's more about you
0: playing with your community now. Hmm. Yeah, I guess it makes sense. Like, I've never gotten to the end of an MMO, like ever. Like, I think my highest level MMO is probably Lord of the Ring.
3: <laughs> well, it's sort of like you have you have too much going on. All the games that you have to play, beating a game is is such a rare event. So that's fair. You know, getting to the end game content is very rare for you. Yeah,
0: but uh, there, but there, I know a lot of people who are completely the opposite of me. Who they will just play one game until they
3: finish it, and that's it. Like me with my 161 hours of BattleTech since release.
0: Yeah did you pl- did you play anything else during that time, or was it just all
3: BattleTech? I- I've dabbled in a couple of BattleTech, but it's tech. mostly been yeah. But but seriously, 161 hours since release, and I'm still enjoying it.
0: That's really freaking impressive. <laughs> Uh, so uh hmm i'm just trying to think this is not my topic (laughs) so what is what are maybe some of the most memorable journeys for you guys like in all of gaming what would you and it doesn't have to be up at the ending but like what would you say is like the most like you're in the middle of the game and you're like oh this is the best you know what what are some games that that hit that for you
2: uh I, I don't know if it was like that but i like oh this is the best but i i do recall uh one game in particular that had me really thinking about a lot of things and really just enjoying the journey and that was uh Riven the sequel to Mist that when i was younger i i just remember that being very intriguing for me um more so than the ending like i don't know I don't know why that that one in particular of like all of the series are all puzzle point and click kind of games, but there was just something about the the lore of that the stories specifically
0: that that particular entry into the genre what about you guys?
1: I would say Mass Effect 2 is the game that impressed me the most with the the whole trip to getting there. Yeah, not so much what it was when I got there, but yeah, that's the thing I remember the most of of any game that I've played is is like that trip.
3: That one does it for me. Uh, XCOM 2 would be a good uh, a good close second on that.
1: Yeah, XCOM 2 is a good story generator, especially yeah, exactly. with more of the Chosen stuff.
3: Yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: I don't think um, War of the Chosen fixed problems with the game so much as it just made it very easy to ignore the shortcomings.
3: Well, it made it feel like a very different game.
1: Yeah, because it actually was sort of a narrative in a sandbox. So, Yeah. yeah. That, that Honestly, I wish... We're so much into open world and sandbox and, and such that narrative is hard to do, right? Like, Bethesda can pull it off because... They give you an open world, but, but there are lines of, of story in it, right? And if you find a thread, then you can follow it kind of thing. And and it's like, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I mean, like, could Elite do something like that? Oh, God, here we go again. But, you know, if they just left <laughs> threads laying around, and if you found a thread, you could follow it, and act, and then there's a story, or you could just ignore it. Because that's how you're kind of free to play those other sandboxy games. That's
0: kind of amazing. Like Skyrim, especially, did the random, I'm just walking around. Hey, what's over here? Oh, look, a quest line all of a sudden. Okay, I'm going to do it, you know? like.
3: Why couldn't? Yeah, it's like you are you for for actually walking out in the world instead of just going fast traveling everywhere because you'd miss all that side stuff. Exactly, yeah, and and, and, they're, and, and they're you're like, gonna
0: make money doing that stuff. It's not just about the gold <laughs> you you're know, gonna make. Sorry, I just had this. I just had this thought. For anyone who's seen Westworld,
2: what I would love to see them do at one point is like someone walking through like the Westworld park, and like one of the hosts tries to like offer a journey, and someone's like, skip, 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 skip. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Sorry, just, just skip it. <laughs> yeah, just but travel, you know, it's, it's like playing playing Skyrim. It's like you are the Dragonborn. I'm like, nah, I'm not actually. I'm I'm sort of a, a thief and an Steve. archer, and and I'm going to be an assassin and join the thieves guild. I I don't really care about that whole Dragonborn shit. Bye. And then you just never and have you can to go address and, it. Go
3: and ignore the story for ninety hours yeah. if you really want to
1: absolutely and Which that's I the most much fun know. that i have in yeah. that game
3: yeah i, think I have I've never
1: like, i have never finished the story i've done a lot you know, of the side content stuff because there's there's damn near whole games in some of that stuff right like you go down the dark brotherhood quest line and stuff mm-hmm. and it's like it, some games that would have been the whole game and here it's just like well that's a little diversion over there so it, it, it's like yeah man that that world there's so much going on and it, and it's like Well, why is why is Skyrim still relevant? Like, God, how old is it? Like ten years, Um, you know. And it's like, why is that still a thing? Because there's so much there that most people haven't seen the end of it yet.
3: It's not just because they keep re-releasing new versions. (laughs) Right. Well, that. Well, yeah, but I'm saying, seriously speaking, though, I mean, there's there is a lot of content there that, unless you went out to look for it, you may never see it.
1: Yeah, and if you run out, then people have modded like whole other games into it too. Yep. So nice. it's just like, yeah, like the, the one thing that was, uh, they, they put um, the Empire stuff in where you go to like some Imperial Outpost stuff. And there's like, there's an, another map that's damn near as big as Skyrim that got bolted onto the side of Skyrim. And it's just like, you know, if, if you follow this quest and go over here and then there's a door you walk through and bang, you're in like a whole sequel and but it's just built it's just bolted on to the side of it by people. Wow.
0: Yeah, I guess Skyrim is an excellent example of like the whole game is almost the journey cuz like I think I've done two of the main story missions just to hear Max von Saito. I'm like okay, I, I'll move on now. I there's what's well, over there? La, 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 la.
1: <laughs> well, look at uh like that the Zelda Windwalker or not Windwalker. Um the one that just came out on Breath the of the Wild. Yeah, Breath, Breath of the, of the wild. wild. That thing is super duper. And why? Because it's a story maker, right? It, it's an open world and you go through it, but then everybody has a story about how they ended up solving it. But everybody did it a hmm. different way. And and that's because the world, it's it's like, yeah, there's a story here if you want to find it and you know you can find it in whatever order you want like there was a speed run guy and it was like i don't know like 20 minutes he went and killed ganon at the end cuz you can do it like when you know when where he is you can like walk out the front door of the first temple that you wake up in and go straight to ganon and kill his <laughs> kill his ass and it's like okay
2: well, yeah and it but it takes using the uh, the drops though too like the the amiibo drops in some cases
1: yeah, but it, but it's the thing. Like, it does not put a barrier there. Like, Correct. you have not done these hundred quests. Therefore, this door won't open. No, you can go in there. And that, that's another thing that I like about games like that is uh, that annoyed the shit out of me with Skyrim and Oblivion is that the world leveled around you. And it's like, no, no, I want it to be dangerous. Like, if I'm a level one character and I roll up in the Dragon's Lair, oh, that's my mistake. You know, you, like, you know I'm going to die.
0: You know what game is excellent at that? Huh. It's Sacred 2. Oh, yeah? Sacred 2 is this big isometric open-world ARPG thing, and it, you're, you're kind of supposed to go right when you start. You can go left. If you do, you're going to die real quick, but you can go left.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's like, we're not going to limit you but we'll strongly suggest that you don't.
0: Yeah, yeah, that game is exactly uh, that.
3: <laughs> uh, Elix is very much like that. Which game? Uh, if you haven't played it. Elix, E-L-E-X.
0: Yeah. Oh, I it, mean, to, uh, I kept meaning to play that one.
3: Yeah, I actually got it and, and haven't beaten it, but I've played through quite a bit of it. And the combat is, is kind of the worst part about the game. Oh, no. Uh, well, the reason why it's it's because it's very clunky combat. On the other hand, there is a lot of story there and you are rewarded for exploration. Although even just some of the beginning enemies you fight in the very starting area can kill you very quickly. If you're not careful. Oh, that's true. It's, it's fun though. I mean, I, I enjoyed my time with it.
1: Yeah. The, the only thing that I've heard about the game that was kind of negative was once you get, like, halfway through, then you're so overpowered that you can kind of just, like, kill anything. You know, so it's it's like the challenge that is fair. gone.
3: Yeah, that, that's a fair uh, fair thing. But a lot of people don't get past the initial difficulty curve of the combat, and oh, they may not make it to that point.
1: Yeah, it was like the first monster I ran into killed me. And it was like, oh, well, maybe I need to let the NPC help. You know, because usually it's it's just like oh well you know I got an axe and that's a that's like a lizard thing I'll kill it whip my ass and and I was like oh maybe I need to learn how to dodge and fight like there's yeah. there's no tutorial here where it's like oh go kill ten rats and come back uh uh-uh. Well, the first thing you run into is like a freaking crocodile it will whip your ass and then I I went uh, like over the hill. And there was like a little shrine thing there. And I forget if it was like, uh, I don't know, mutants or skeletons or raider or some, some shit. It was humanoid, but also kicked my ass. Like Probably mutants. Yeah, yeah. There, it, it was one of those like, no way are you ready for this. And it was just like on the other side of the starting area. Like, yeah. you know, oh, you, yeah. wa- you walk around that corner and you're dead.
3: Yeah, and, and one of the things that's interesting about the game is that there, there are three major factions in play, and then there's all the hostile creatures and mutants that are out there too, that are unaffiliated with anybody. However, if, say, for example, you get some mutants chasing after you, you go aggro them, and then you lead them to a group of enemies that are hostile to you, they might start fighting each other, and you can let them whittle each other down, and then you clean up the well, loot afterward. That can happen.
0: Okay. The enemy cool. of my enemy is
3: my friend. Sometimes that is true. Okay. That sounds cool.
1: <laughs> yeah. I, I liked uh, how the, the guy at the beginning, he's describing like the, the three different factions. Right. And, and it's like, well, what if I want to go join these guys? And he's like, eh, you probably shouldn't do that. <laughs> Yeah. And it's like, you know, cause it's like the, it's basically uh, there's like the, the wardens that like keep the, they're interested in, you know, the planet kind of stuff. And then there there's the guys that are like the freaking thugs. I, I forget who those guys are. And then there's like the faction that you're actually from that everybody hates. And it's just like, Hey, you know, I could tell them I'm one of those guys. I've never made that choice. I, I choose to bullshit the guy, but it's just like, well, what if I told him I was one of the freaking like high tech, like space wizards or something? What well, would technically
3: there's four factions. Yeah, okay. there's, there's three factions you can join and then there's a faction you are originally from.
1: Yeah. And it's, and- and from what I understand, it's like, once you join a faction, you're in you know it's it's not yeah. like i'm yeah. going to play you made that choice. Yeah. it's not like i'm going to play the quest line of these people and then i'm going to leave and go to the other camp and then play through all their quests it's like no you you chose and you're you're there because your reputation got built and they know who you are now
3: well now the that's to an extent true there are there are quests you can still take on if you're of another faction or unaligned but once you have taken on and completed the quest to join the faction. You, you're locked into that choice for the rest of the game.
1: Yeah. So what um, the other games that they made? Because uh, the Gothic like series, yeah, the Gothic ones. So uh, yeah. those were hard, right? Very. I remember. Yes, uh, I remember very... like Gothic, Gothic one. They had those freaking like giant chickens kick my ass. Um, but then uh, I I played Gothic three. Yeah, it was like a year ago. And uh, I was talking to Alex about it, and it was when this game was getting ready to come out, and he was all hyped for it, right? And he's like, oh, yeah, you got to play Gothic 3, but make sure you put all these community patches on it because it fixes it up, And which is the thing about these guys. It's it's like their games come out, and they're very Eurojank, and then people <laughs> put patches on it to fix it, right? Because um, that's the thing about Euro games, especially of that era, is it's like, it's, it's like 60% ambition and... Thirty percent actual execution and ten percent screaming bugs. So, is <laughs> that, like that,
3: that's fair. That's, yeah, that's not just sarcasm. That's that's fair.
1: No, I mean if if you look at that that thing that just came out, right? The um, Kingdoms, uh, whatever the heck that's called. Um, it's it's like Skyrim, but it's Kingdom made, Come like, Deliverance. Yeah, Kingdom Come Deliverance. That thing, same thing, right? People are talking about how it, it's still like months after release. It's it's full of just like game destroyers. You know, these bugs that are in there, but it, it, it's kind of worth it to persist through it because it's a super unique game. I'm, yeah. I'm personally, I own it, but I'm waiting. Building. Yeah, I'm, I'm just kind of waiting, waiting to until it gets ironed out a little bit more, like maybe in another six months it'll be ready for me. But I, I just, I don't want to get invested in it and then find out I'm screwed and have to like start all over again because it's like you know like what we've talked about I have trouble finishing a game and I don't want to get that far and then hit a brick wall and then just be like oh well you got to start from the beginning again because I'll just be like eject
3: so not when the game is like a 40-50 hour experience to get through the whole story
1: And, and another thing also like that game right is that Kingdom Come game is fucking brutal in Absolutely, it's like it's like you're a kid with a sword. You never fought anybody with a sword before. And you've you've had like a five minute tutorial with a guy and then you're fighting like knights in armor that are trained swordsmen. Right. So you're running away from that first guy. And I and I was just like, damn it. You know, I, I kept getting to the horse and I missed the turn. Right. And then I would just get shot in the back and killed every time and uh, I, I found I figured it out like after the 10th time it's like oh wait no you have to turn off the road to the left here there's like a little it, hidden it took spot. me a dozen
3: times and even even just getting to that end point yeah took so. a good dozen times because here's the thing is um, just just to illustrate for those listening who don't know uh, at the very beginning of the game you have to escape the town that you grew up in because it's under siege and you have to get to a horse and escape. The problem is there's three, uh, three guys on horses chasing you, and they've got bows, and you don't. So your hope is t- – and you're also bleeding out, which means if you take too long, you're going to die. You yep. have to get to safety.
1: You, so. you just have to ride the shit out of that horse uh-huh. and, and you know, like jump through the, well, I, I tried so many damn things because I couldn't figure out like, how am I supposed to exit the map? And there is no, there is no Skyrim, like big arrow on the compass. that's like, go this way. It's, it's just like, you're running and it's like, where can I go? I don't know. I'll, I'll run up the road. Oh shit. I died. All right. Well, I'll go across the field. Oh damn. There's a stream here. I died. All right. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll go across the field and I'll jump the stream because I know it's there. All right. I got on the other side and then, oh, there's another thing. And then the horse can't get up and I died. And, and, and even in that again there's, and again, also, and again
3: there's even in that there's even a choice you can make that can affect, well, it doesn't really affect the story, but it can affect a dialogue choice you make later. Really. There's 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 a woman there who's oh, being attacked. Save her or not on the, yeah. And you can choose to, to stop and try to save her or not. And, and that does have minor consequences
1: well if you stop and try to save her you die that was my experience so it was like no well, gotta go
3: nope you can actually stop uh hit the guys once each and then run the hell away
1: oh, and potentially not.
3: survive and that and that essentially gives her time to escape
1: uh, okay yeah, by, by that point, my frustration level was such that I was just like, I'm getting the hell out of here. I'm just yeah, running you straight you just for the horse. you just want to get the hell out
3: of Dodge. I mean, yes. the, the, the town is burning. You can't save it. So yeah, it's just, just like you out. just
1: watched your mom and dad get killed in the street, and you got five guys chasing you with swords. So then one time I just thought, all right, you know what? I'm going to just turn around and fight this guy, and maybe that's what I need to do. Oh, God, that was a two-hit sword fight. He hit me, and I hit the ground. It was just like Even, there was there was no fight.
3: And we're we're not kidding when we say this. Even the the bandits that can attack you on the road in the early game, you run into one of them, you might survive two of them. They can actually kill you very, very quickly.
1: Yep. You'll be you'll be like trying to dodge and block the one guy and the other guy'll just walk around the side and stab you and you're dead. And it's not like yeah. it takes multiple hits, he's just like stab and you die. And <laughs> You know, so it's just kind of like, wow, this is actually medieval real life simulator. OK, um, but but that's why, you know, it's like I got to wait until this thing gets patched up because I don't want to get frustrated like that and then find out it's actually a bug. Um, totally fair. Yeah. So the the thing, though, is like I played Gothic three and you start out. The game starts, you're in a town, it's full of orcs, you know, it's an invasion. You got all the townspeople and you're fighting these orcs. And God, that took me like 10 tries there too, to survive the first fight in the game. I I mean, it's just like the game starts and you're in the fight, you know, and and it's like straight out of cutscene into the fight. And there's like a hundred freaking orcs in this town and you got to fight them. And so you live through that. But it was just like, okay, I got to get away from these orcs. Well, that guy's got a bow, so I got to go out here. Well, there's one of those damn giant chickens that's out in the front yard. If you go out of the town too far, it will whip your ass. So you got to deal with, with like that thing killing you while the orcs are chasing you because they don't just let you go. They'll chase you out of the town. Um, and so finally, I lived through that, right? And I'm like, oh, my God, Finally and i talked to a bunch of people in the town and i did some quests like inside the town walls and and then of course like a good adventure gamer i stole everything that wasn't nailed down and then uh went out the t- went out the town and i'm just like oh well i'll just go down the road here avoiding the bird and hey there's some other orcs that are down here and but but it was like the other faction of orcs that you're kind of friendly with but not you because they don't know you. <laughs> so it's, it's like, you can be friendly with them later if you, if you work up to that. But these guys that you meet, they're just like, who's that guy Kill him!" and you're dead. It, it, you know, it's like there, there's no conversation. They just come out swinging and there's like five of them and you're gone. You know, it's mu- very much like what we were talking about with the kingdom come thing. It's like one, you can kill two. It's not going to be a fight. And there's five. Um, so th- I, it was just like, OK, well, I got to do something to level up like maybe I can run around and find some like easy shit to kill or something. Right. But you have but you're constantly having to keep an eye out because it's it's just like, oh, a wolf found me. Oh, shit, I'm dead. You know, <laughs> it's just like everything in that game will kill you. And uh, so you have to be very, very careful. it's It's damn near a stealth game at the beginning because it, yeah, it's just so freaking deadly. And most people just can't take that. I, I know it wore on me pretty good. And then finally you get over the curve, right? Where you can actually defend yourself, but it takes several hours and you, you got to have a tolerance for that.
0: Well, that reminds me of a game that uh, wink over in Twitch brought up earlier, uh, dark souls games in which I think he was saying part of the journey is getting good enough to survive long enough to move forward on the journey.
1: Fuck those games! I can't, I can't do it. <laughs>
0: oh wow, <laughs> yeah, I cannot. I
1: cannot do it. I watch people play that, and I'm like, wow, that's awesome. Uh, I I really wish that I could play that, but I I can't. I, I can't uh, do it. I
0: because because
1: it's just like you 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 get like three quarters of the way through the level, right, and then you step in a door you've never been in before and then it's like a camera issue right like oh well there's a there's a guy around the corner and he's there specifically to murder you when you come in the door because there's no way you can see him so you have to know he's there but you're going to die and when you die it takes you all the way back to the beginning all the enemies come back to life it resets the level and then you got to do it all again and you know you might have got there and you've only got like a little sliver of health left right you got lucky and got past it because there's so many games that it's just like, well, I have to like do this multiple times, and then one time through here, I'll just get lucky, and I'll make it. That doesn't happen in a, in a Souls game. It, it's nope. like you have to be consistently good, because that one lucky run, the next guy's going to kill you, and you're going to have to get lucky again. And, oh, God, no. And you end up doing shit to cheese stuff like, OK, I can see this guy's elbow like clipping through the wall. I'll kill him there. And and you don't feel like you're cheating. You're just like, no, no, that's how it's done.
3: You have to do it to survive because otherwise you won't survive.
1: Yep. But I, I can't stand it, man. That that whole thing of of like way back to the beginning again, you know, it's like you got you got one life. It, it's See, it's,
3: I, it's like the same reason that, that I hate, like, likes.
1: that's why I hate, like, ghosts and goblins, ghouls and ghosts, with, with all those iterations of that shit, because it's like you get hit twice, game over, you're clear back. You could have been, like, inches from the end of the game, you get hit twice, game over, back to the title screen. Holy shit, no.
3: And then And then you get to the end, and you realize you have to go through it all over again.
1: Soul-destroying. Nope, but bit,
0: but apparently some people like
1: that. <laughs> well, that I mean
0: absurd. yeah, it's, yeah it's, it's,
3: it, there are, I mean that's the thing is I can get through that in roguelikes because that's that's something you know you're getting yourself into. It's true it's no point. Gonna die, yeah. You know you're going to lose. You're going to yeah, keep but, losing until you get better. But the and then is, you get better. Roguelikes like roguelike
1: dying is entertaining. Yeah. Dying exactly. is fun. It's like how did I get killed?
3: That was exactly. right. It's 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 dying when you know you did something wrong. You know you screwed up. You know you can get better. Dying when it's not something that's within your control, that's so frustrating.
1: Yeah, well like the Souls games, it's just like a letter to my psyche that says you're old and sloppy and bad at games. Put the controller down. <laughs> and then and then you watch somebody else play it and they're playing it like You know, they just run around like, don't give a shit. They're killing everything. And it's like, how, how is it? And it's a timing thing, right? You have to play it and play it and play it until, you know, okay, it's going to take this many frames for that guy to animate swinging the sword. And it's going to take this many for me to swing it. So if he starts to swing this many tenths of a second before I could start, I don't even try because you'll be trapped in the animation and you're dead. And that that's just a that's a thing. Capcom games in general, and that's of course a Capcom game. But Capcom games in general, like if you think back to the Resident Evil stuff and that, it it was always like the. It's almost like the shitty controls are a feature. That's how they make the game difficult. It's like yes, we know our controls are shit intentionally.
3: It's like you can't walk and aim the gun at the same uh, time. Quick time events, basically that. the the combat in dark souls is it's it's quick time events without the prompts.
1: Yeah. Or in the death trap shit, man, like, okay, I I fought my way into the castle. Oh man, this is awesome. I haven't been in here before. Okay. Well, where do I go? Well, there's a flight of steps. All right. I get halfway up the steps and a fricking Indiana Jones boulder comes bouncing down the steps. And there is no way uh, because you can't just, sprint the other way, you know, it's not like another game where it's just like, well, I'll just hold the stick back and the guy will just turn around and run 180 degrees. No, you have to like turn like a tank and then run. And it's like, by the time you get halfway turned around, you're flat. So it's like, how the hell do I deal with this? And you just basically have to figure out how to trick that. Because it's like, I know this is going to trigger here. What can I do to trigger it? And then, so even knowing it's there, you're going to die like five times to it but the bitch is that you had to take like 15 minutes of fighting dudes to get there every time. And, and it's just like, no, I can't. But then yes. I watch people on Twitch and they just like blast through it. And um, it's like, dude, it looks like your first time through there, but I know that you've done this a thousand times and I can't pay that price. Not to yeah. be that like that good.
0: Yeah, Some people are willing to pay the price of failing over and over and over again. To get that good, and I'm not.
1: <laughs> no, I need a game that lies to me and makes me feel empowered. Right? Thank you. Tell yes. me you love
0: me. What?
2: Mo, Greg. <laughs> tell me you love me.
1: Why are you Fishing in my waters. I don't. Know. I don't know Sorry. where I came from. Bailey's from a shoe. Something. What? Yeah.
2: <laughs> when you're like you wanted a game to lie again, I was like, oh Tell, yes. tell me you love me.
1: <laughs> Do you want to play love games with me? Yeah, but,
0: I mean, yeah, part of, part of the, uh, in, a, in a game you want to feel like, you're, you don't want to feel, like if, if I just want to feel like a weak asshole that'll just get killed in a minute, I'll like go to the Ren Fair and tell someone to hit me with a stick, you know, <laughs> but like, I want to feel like a badass in games, and if there is, like, sure, give me like a small journey to get there, you know. Like, let me go through a tutorial level or something to learn how to use a lightsaber, and uh, then let me have a Jedi power and just have at it. Thank you very much. But, oh,
1: oh my god! So okay, so the first Kotor game, how long did you have to play that before you got a lightsaber? Like seriously,
2: I think I think it, I think yeah, it was it, a, a while.
0: it was a while. But the You're thing have is, to get a lightsaber. Yeah, you didn't have to. But the thing is, Kotor was so fun. Uh, whether you were a Jedi or not, that didn't really matter. Like, um... Like, what was the one where you... You were a Jedi... Was it Jedi Outcast where you're like, I've shunned the Force. I'm never gonna use a lightsaber again. And then it takes, like, half the game before you get another... You get your lightsaber back. Is that that one? I think so. Yeah, I,
2: I don't remember. I know that, um... See, there was Dark Forces where he didn't have the Force stuff yet. Dark Forces Two, he learned about it. He got his stuff. Then there was the Mysteries of the Sith thing that was more about Jan. Yeah. And then there was Outcast where
0: he might have. I think it was Outcast where he but- was like, "Fuck the Force," and they like, for like a good chunk of the game, you like didn't even have any Force powers until like you needed to have them. And then there was Jedi Academy, but, where you can become a dual-wielding badass.
2: Yeah, well, that when you're no longer Kyle. You're a teacher, yeah. and you, you're one of the kids.
0: Yeah. Yeah, exactly.
3: Still awesome. Yes. One of the points this brings up is that when it comes to games where the journey is the thing, it leads to emergent gameplay and and right. how you tackle certain things. Like, for example, uh, Kingdom Come Deliverance, there's an early quest you can take on in which you're supposed to hunt down these camps of bandits. And one of the first ones that you can go try to hunt down, there's like four or five of them there. And they can and will kill you very, very quickly if they spot you. So what I did to try to take it on and and maybe kill off a few of them, then come back later, was to go there sneaking in with a bow. And I managed to get a few headshots, killed off two of them. And then they chased me pretty far. I managed to continually uh, run backwards, uh, turning around to shoot, you know, just quickly shoot. And then I kept dying. And it's because I didn't have my bow skill high enough to where I could just get a good shot in so either i wouldn't pull the bow back enough and and not have enough power in my shot or just miss completely or or i would burn too much stamina and when i turned to run away they'd catch up so what i ended up doing was taking in a good hour of hunting hunting rabbits Hmm. in order to train up the bow skill well, they well it uh. <laughs> oh yeah, and I got very good with it there's a There's a bow you can get very early on in the game from uh one of the uh story characters, and you have to do his his quest line, but he actually takes you out hunting, and if you do well, you can get his bow. This bow is better mm. than your starting bow you can buy, and you can use it very well. it's a good beginner's bow, so I was using that. And then when I went back to the bandit camp, I thoroughly kicked their asses because, (laughs) uh, well, I had the bow to whittle them down first. And then I finished the rest off in melee and I had very few problems. But it's because I found a solution to the problem. I I had to figure out how to thin down their numbers. So the bow was the best way to do it.
0: Now, are there any games? Oh, sorry. go Go ahead. I thought, no, I thought you were done. Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. It's cool. Now, my question was Are there any games where you guys have finished the game despite the journey not being that great? Like, maybe the ending was better than the journey?
1: No, there better be, like, cash and a check involved at the end if I have to, like, suffer through it.
2: Yeah, there have been more. I, I would say I've finished more meh games than, like, games where I'm just like, because if, like, I'm not enjoying it, it's a hard, it's a hard press for me to keep pushing through it. Yeah. Like, what was that game that you and I ejected real quickly from, Jim? Um, oh, yeah.
1: The, whatever that was. That was a thing Gearbox made. It was right. not, like, right at the same time as Bungie's Shooter.
2: And it just wasn't it wasn't enough to catch keep my attention. Like there was just nothing about it that interested me or you know, or Jim for that matter. And it was just I uh, you know, I I I wouldn't even I wasn't even gonna continue to try to give it the benefit of the doubt.
1: Well a big part um, of my problem is that I have such a big backlog that if I'm playing something and it's like, why am I playing this? Because I could be playing that and that's better than this. So I'm really not gonna put my time into this. <laughs> You know? That's
2: fair. Yeah, no, that's really fair.
1: Yeah, it's like you get the guilt, like, man, I should be playing that, but yeah, and this this is inferior, so this is a waste of my time. Yeah,
0: there. Yeah. there. There are a couple of games where I've tried to get to the ending, and I just I I don't remember what they are now. Um, oh yeah, one was. Um, the unofficial Starflight 3. It was called Protostar, War of the Frontier. And I wanted to finish it because I finished the Starflight games. I'm like, I got to see where this goes. And that was despite a horrendous mouse-driven interface where this is the worst part of it. With combat, you would pilot using your mouse. And you're... you use like a nine point, like you know, you know, a num keypad. You know, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. You would move your mouse in that keypad to determine where your ship would go. Like you wouldn't even use the mouse, the keys. You had to use the mouse. It was the worst. <laughs> but I it was pretty terrible. It was pretty bad. Oh, and Privateer too. Now that Wink. Oh well, comes. that's <laughs> now, now that Wink, Wink and. Uh, Wink in uh Twitch mentioned hate finishing a game. Oh yeah, I finished Private too because I felt like I had to <laughs> And uh That's
1: that's almost like grudge sex. It's,
0: it's it, just like it it, it really no. was. It really was. It was it was so what's what's the opposite? Unenjoyable not unenjoyable, but it was just horrible the entire way through. And the ending didn't make up for it. Like, it had the actors, you know, it had a great cast, but... eh. (laughs) Um,
3: Now, I'll I'll, I'll toss this one in here. This this one doesn't really fit that category, because... That's fine. Technically, there is no ending to it, but the journey was enjoyable, for me anyway. No Man's Sky. Is there an ending all, to that game? It, it, doesn't, it doesn't actually. It technically has an ending, but it's not really an ending. Oh. Uh, you you can play through its its uh, story mode. That there is a, an actual story there, but then after it ends, you're in a sandbox, pretty much. And the ending, so to speak, is you get to the center of the galaxy, and then you find yourself in a new galaxy that's it doesn't wait it, end. wait a minute it
1: actually it actually is the old like drop you at the dos prompt you won the game
3: well no no it actually throws I, you into a new galaxy well, Your, but, but is, that's not really an end. it's not really an end but but again it's not about the ending it is about the journey the journey there is fun if that's what you're looking for and it was for me i mean i i still enjoy the game
0: Wink mentions Everspace was fun to play th- to the end. Apparently he's finished it eight times.
3: Oh, I have finished it a bunch of times myself. Yeah. 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 There that's is an, an, an actual end to that particular story.
1: That and is can- a game that's kind of soulsy, except that you progress when you die. But I think that's the deal. Like nobody sits down and just like plays that game so well that they actually make a lot of progress. It's, it's like, well, I got to the second jump and died Ten times, and I I got enough stuff that I can buy better equipment and now make it to the third jump because it, it doesn't seem like that I'm um, I don't know I'm pretty good at spaceship games and I can't survive very long against the meta
3: progression is where it's at with Everspace mm-hmm. because if you don't have those upgrades you're going to have a difficult time that's that's yeah, what they you, built it and around you're
1: not gonna you're not gonna get those upgrades in a single run it's not like you're gonna have such yeah. a string of success that you get anything. It's it's just like, okay, I got one thing, then I died. I got two things, then I died. Yeah, the, it's it's kind of grindy like that.
3: The worst and it's not that necessarily g- a bad thing.
0: It's the, fun. The worst thing about that game is when you get an awesome weapon and, and you're like, yeah, I'm going to fight so far with this, you get in like one fight and then you die and you barely used it. It's like, damn it! <laughs> I got this awesome looking gun and I barely did anything with it. <laughs> Son of a bitch. <laughs> that happened to me like twice in that game.
1: So frustrating. <laughs> yeah, to me, it's it's like I'm not into games where you iterate over the same stuff again and again. I'm into games that are more like exploration and story. It's like I want a sandbox that I can roam around and discover shit. It's like I want to know what's over that hill or whatever. But if there's actually a story over there too, that's better than just like well like okay here it comes again elite uh where it's like oh well there's like a billion planets to go to but there's nothing really at them right so it's like giant open world i can go anywhere but there's no reason to go there so when i get there give me something right like drop us drop a story thread give me a breadcrumb something and you know again we're back to like skyrim right because i can do that i can just be like "I, i wonder what's over there Oh, hey, cool. There's a cave. Let's go in there and see what's going to kill me. And then, oh, I might find a a, a thing. And then it's like, oh, well, you got to take this thing to this guy. And then he'll tell you something. Right. And then that starts a whole nother journey. So, yeah, it, it's that kind of thing is is just that's killer for me. If If you can let me explore until I find a hook. And then once I'm on the hook, you know, then you send me somewhere.
0: Well, that that brings up a question I have for both you guys and the audience. Which type of game do you think provides a better journey? Something that's more open, like Skyrim or Fallout or Assassin's Creed or what have you, or something more linear, like Knights of the Old Republic or Half Life or something like that. What do you think provides I, the better journey? I is think, it is it dependent on I'm sorry, something is it dependent on the game was, itself, or is it a type of game that does a better job?
2: I, I think I think that's really just dependent on the game and how it motivates you. Yeah. I mean, like I hate to be like weird about it, but like no. when when you when you think about like for example Eve, because I can relate. You know, it, it with with Eve when you're playing Eve, there's literally no linear story to be had you can do some of the lore stuff but it is so entirely open that for people who want some form of structure really don't have it there you know what i'm saying Mm as where as where you could have a better journey experience when you have literal quests you can follow or literal story that's there but you can also deviate from that story if you want to it gives you that choice so there's there's a story that you can follow and this is like kind of me like i'm I'm into both you know there are there are months where I'll play eve on end for like half a year and then there's times where I like want nothing to do with it and I want to play through some kind of story driven content but that also has some flexibility to it ghost Recon wildlands comes to mind with this um I actually enjoy the shit out of that game. For one, it has tons of little mini side quests. I don't have to go and do the main story. There's lots of little content shit that they've put in there. They even put in some, like, Easter egg-type content. You can go and do, like, you can go hunt the predator out in the jungle, or you can go and, like, do a mission with Sam Fisher from Splinter Cell. You know, stuff like that, you know? And so that kind of of intrigued me because... um, but like really, once I, once you finish the story, there's really kind of no need to kind of go back and do any of the other side stuff because it doesn't make a difference at that point. It's yeah. kind of like the it's the Mass Effect thing, right? Like once once you've kind of done it, there's really no point in going back. And you've already
1: saved the galaxy. Why do you need to go do these other ten missions? It doesn't make any sense. We well, don't. You know, what I find interesting about those things, though is it, it's kind of the, it's the hook again, right? Cause it's like, you can wander around and it'll be like, okay, well I got like 10 different places I could go, but I don't have a reason in particular to go to any one of them. So I'll just pick one. Right. And then you get there and you resolve you know, whatever it's like, we well, get in here and then find the building. That's got the computer in it. And then you got to kill all the dudes and then hack the computer within the time limit. And then you get the, whatever. Right. So it's like a little mini game. Um, but it's a, but it's a challenge of, okay, you're here. And then getting to that building is one type of gameplay. Cause you got to stealth it, right. And snipe guys. And, you know, like don't be seen, don't set the alarm off, whatever. And then when you dynamite, the door open, Right. And then you go in there and it's like a kill house. It's like, all right, I got to kill like 15 guys in like three minutes and then get this laptop open or whatever. Okay. So, but the, the reward for doing that is like another chunk of story, right? It's like now that you've done this thing, the hook is in, right? And now we're going to give you some story and be like, okay, now you need to go here. There's a reason now. So now you're on a path. Right. Yeah. But, but the thing that makes it even cooler though, is some shit that they hide sometimes in these games where it's like, okay, if I'm just following the thing linearly, like mission to mission, because it leads me through, but then I'll notice like, Hey, there's a, there's a, a hidden tape recording or something. And then if I listen to that, I might actually discover some, some shit. In the story, you know, it's, it's, they do it a lot with audio tapes in these games. Like, you, you know, you're playing system shock and it's like, oh, well you get like a whole story about some character that wouldn't, you wouldn't know. You don't need to know to finish the game, but there's like this whole story about this character that is hidden. You know, like you find the first tape. And then you'll be somewhere else like an hour or two later in the game, and you'll find another tape. Well, if you found the first one, then you know who this is and what the story is, so it can kind of continue, right? And sometimes you get that stuff out of order. So then once you've kind of assembled it, it, it's like watching Westworld or, or Pulp Fiction, right? It's like, okay, you're hearing this story, but it's all out of order. And then once you've got enough of it, then you can actually assemble it into, oh, this is the order these things played out in. And it's like a whole nother fiction narrative that was off to the side of the main story. It's interesting. And then the motive to me becomes like, I got to find the rest of those tapes because I got to figure out what was going on with this. And sometimes they pay off. You know, it's like, okay, well, if you do that and you actually take that see that through then we'll give you some additional reward like oh well now you know the code to the locker and you can get the special gun or whatever but it's never advertised or whatever it's just like for those people that are explorers
3: and you'll accept quite a bit of that yeah Uh, you have you can explore around some of these buildings that are that are partially abandoned some of them are just you know completely ruined by by having some of the walls just knocked out. And maybe you find like a little note that has, uh, uh, oh, maybe it has part of a crossword on it or something to that effect. And hidden within that note is a clue for a locked safe that's in that area. And if you don't know where the safe is and you don't know where the note is, you're, you're never going to see that content. But if you find the note, and you, you find a safe, and and you know it's in that same area. Well, maybe there's a clue in this note. I should look at that again. Mm. Or some like- of it will be like, hey, uh, meet me at uh, such and such time in this place. There'll yeah. be a note like that. I and love it when
1: when you discover that. that shit backwards.
3: Yeah, so and they hide, like- they hide the combination to the safe in that note. That That time that's listed is the combination to the safe.
1: Oh, okay. So there's a, there's many times they, their masters are doing the shit in half or not half life um, fallout. So it's like, all right, I'm exploring and I found a cave, right. And I go down in the cave and then there, there's like a scene in the cave of like, all right, well, there's a dead monster and a dead guy and the gun laying there. And then there, there's like a, a box that's got, some gadget in it or whatever. Right. So I find that and it's like, Oh, cool. It was loot. Right. But then later in the game, I'll find like a note from somebody or I'll actually meet a person that'll talk to me. And, and they're like, Oh yeah, we haven't seen Timmy. Cause he was, he was, was talking about, he was going to go like off to this cave to find this thing. And then you, you think, and you're like, Oh, that was the dude that I found. Sorry. Uh, Timmy's dead. You know, but but you know, it's it's like things that the world is is uh, all connected like that. But you don't necessarily have to discover it in linear order, right? Yeah. But it's like, oh, you know, go on this quest and find Timmy. Well, actually, I already found Timmy. Um, here's his watch. <laughs> you know, so that was kinda, that was that, that
0: Skyrim? Was that that Skyrim lighthouse quest that was utterly amazing? Uh, um, I don't remember that
1: one but but the this particular one it was like there's a garage that you find and underneath the garage is a cave and it's full of those fucking mole worm things and there's like a little scene in there because somebody went in there to like get something out of a safe or whatever and died and then you you like discover like later on there was people that that were talking about you know there's like a note somewhere like yeah man we're going to go get that safe and I was like, yeah, I know what happened to you. What? Sorry. That was me. But anyway, but anyway, that point being, I like it when the worlds are connected, but not necessarily linearly. So it's, it's, it's kind of like, it makes it feel like a more alive place where you'll, you'll, often discover the results of something before you discover the plan to do it, that kind of deal. right? And I, and I think it's very purposefully that they do that because some of that stuff is set up that you're naturally going to find the result before you find the cause. And, you know, so, but it, it just, I don't know. It, it works toward that narrative where it's just like, okay, yeah, this world's a, a place.
3: It rewards you for exploring because you'll find those story hooks before you find the story.
1: And sometimes there's just something, there's like a scene and, you know, it's, it's just like, oh yeah, well there's, there's these guys and then there's those dead guys over there. And then if you step back from it and kind of take a look, it's like, oh, this is what was going down, you know, but nobody's there to tell you the story, but you can kind of look at what the artist did about how they set the scene and you're just like. Well, something really unfortunate happened here. You know, <laughs> this this is probably what went on, and and it's like uh, it's it's just silently telling a story just with the aftermath of something, and uh, I I rather like how they do that. It's like Fallout didn't invent it, but they kind of perfected it. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah.
0: Well, Spaz, do you feel like we've covered your topic sufficiently?
3: Oh yeah.
1: Okay. Good. It's I not want, the horse, to it's be the sure. beating. <laughs>
3: <laughs> which oh, which uh of course there's the old joke, uh well, what do you do if you're beating a dead horse? Well you you beat until it's funny again. That's exactly what you do.
0: I've actually cool, never sir. heard I've actually never heard that joke before. <laughs> it's very grim.
1: <laughs> well, after all these years we've been all the way. We'd never walk away from the city of hope, oh, God. but you can't tame the lion.
0: Oh.
1: <sighs> yep. That's the end of the journey. That's, you that's, that's, <laughs> and, I folks, I to going to one more journey.
0: Good night, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: no folks, that's going to wrap it up.
0: Oh my God. We're going to wrap this up. I want to thank you all for listening. Spaz is a great topic. This is a, definitely a great topic. And, uh, Folks, by the way, if you ever have an idea for a topic, we're quite open to topic ideas. If there's something you'd like us to talk about or take a deep dive into, uh, we're more than happy to. You can definitely uh, join one of our communities and talk to us there. You can email us at hail H-A-I-L, at uh, for with your topic suggestions. And if you have any complaints, we'll probably listen to those too. What the um, hail? God, you guys are on fire tonight really you guys are on fire tonight Um, (laughs) so just a couple programming notes before we wrap up Uh, Thursday's game of the week we're going to do something a little different for the next several weeks Uh, other than our monthly um, sojourn into Borderlands 2 we're going to be playing um, we're going to be playing board games every week for the next several weeks. Started, and this week we're going to return to probably my favorite board game of all the ones we've played so far, uh, Lords of Waterdeep. Very excited about that. Had a really fun so time. Good. So good. Had a really fun oh, yeah. time playing that. What's that What's, that, what's that, uh, mechanic we're going to try on Thursday? Corruption?
3: Hey, there, there are two expansions for the game that we're going right. to be adding in. And the the mechanic is corruption, which is where you can take actions that will give you greater benefits, but you also have a corruption mechanic where you take corruption tokens. At the end of the game, depending on how many corruption tokens have been taken, it'll actually reduce your score if you have any uh, kept with you. So there are ways to get corruption, there are ways to give corruption to others, and there are ways to get rid of corruption. And you'll want to uh, maybe take that little risk-reward and take some extra corruption and hope you can get rid of it over the course of the game.
0: Well, that sounds... um, Okay, that's going to fuck me up (laughs) royally.
3: It is possible to go through a game without actually taking corruption. There's there's an achievement for it. I actually have it. I'm going to want to take some just to try it. Yeah, I mean, gonna be. You I mean,
2: it's it's like, tried corruption?
0: I mean, <laughs> parents don't let your children try corruption. <laughs> but uh hey, so kid, you gonna, want some sticks? <laughs> <laughs> so that's what we're going to play on Thursday, next Tuesday on the podcast, we're going to uh going to have a guest. We're going to be talking to a couple of the folks behind the uh upcoming space Tactical combat game thing called Age of Space. Uh, we're really looking forward to that. We actually booked them months ago. That's why we actually have a guest, because we booked them back when we were getting more guests. Uh, but I'm actually liking this topic thing. So we're going to stick with this for a little while, too. Um, but yeah, I want to uh, finally thank you to our Patreon subscribers for helping keep the lights on around here. Uh working on getting up a swag shop so we can actually get you guys some swag some stickers, some t shirts, that sort of thing. It's more of a pain in the ass than I thought it would be. But it's happening. Uh so thank you everyone for watching and listening and we will see you on the podcast next week. Good night everybody. Bye bye.